Welcome to the Dietitian Collaborative Podcast. I'm Celestina, a chef, dietitian, and total foodie. Each week, I chat with another awesome RD so we can learn a bit more about how diverse our profession really is and how much we can benefit from collaborating with fellow RDs. Feeling the feels. So just a preface, this podcast is going to be a little bit of a different vibe from other solo podcasts that I've recorded. This was actually going to be about my human design journey and what doing business differently could mean for RDs. And I was feeling the feels this week. So I really wanted to share this. I felt called to share this and chat about this. So buckle up guys. (laughs) So for this, we have to take it back to 2013 or actually 1997. That's when I started getting up early on Saturday mornings and going downstairs to have coffee with my nonna. We would just talk about her growing up in Italy in the 1930s and her having a ton of responsibility for her age because she was the oldest of five and then how her life changed when she moved to the States with my nonno, my papa, and my zia. Side note, translation, that means grandfather, dad, and aunt. And as a little kid, I would go downstairs like once a month for coffee. But by the time I was 12, that was my Saturday morning routine. Coffee with nonna. My parents and I moved the summer before I started high school. So after I left, coffees with nonna were reserved for when I visited New York. They were still super special. And by that time, the conversations got a little bit more deep. And she told me more about her struggles, not just the happy stuff. She would always tell me, I remember, especially in high school, she would always tell me, Lascia la capelli ricci ricci, ma si usa così. And that Molizana dialect basically translates to, leave your hair curly. People wear it like that now. Side note, when I was in high school, I made sure that my hair was pinned straight because that was in. But in college, I started to embrace my curls, and now a decade later, I literally can't even remember the last time I straightened my hair. So, grazie nonina. I went to college on the East Coast, so there were also times when I was back three or four times a month, and my nonna and I resumed our coffee mornings. She'd whip out the abracci cookies, I'd steam the milk, and we'd talk for a couple of hours until my nonna woke up. That was always the cue to cut off the conversation and actually start the day. My last trip to New York to see her was for her birthday in 2013. And this was also May of 2013. So the whole family went out to celebrate at our favorite restaurant, of course. And Donna and I took an obligatory selfie to commemorate this fine occasion. She was turning, I think, 86 or maybe 87 math. And the next morning we had coffee and she shared with me a really interesting quote, I guess. I don't know where this came from, who said it, or if it was just something she was feeling in the moment. But she said, Coccolona e destino, quelli ci ne hanno no bono sono biati. Coccolona is the name she called me. And basically she said, it's destiny, those who have a good one are blessed. Damn, way to drop some fucking knowledge, right? And this was in the last coffee chat we had. This was the last conversation we had together. I got ready to head out for the bus and I had this terrible feeling that this was the last time I was going to see her. I just looked at her. She was standing at the gate. 
crying as she typically did when I left. And I don't know what was different about this time, but I knew, I just knew it was going to be the last time I would see her. So I called her when I got back to Providence, we chatted that night and that was the last time we talked. So May 25th, 2013, my dad called me at 10 a.m., which was a little weird because it was 7 a.m. his time. And I was sitting at the Dunkin' Donuts next to where I worked, just having a bagel and a coffee, telling him how excited I was for my day. And I could tell that he really wanted to say something. And when he did, it was the worst news I could have imagined. My nonna had passed away in her sleep the night before. Fuck. I stayed on the phone with my dad for another minute. And then I immediately ran across the street to my job, which was an Italian family-run sandwich shop. And thankfully, the owner, a loving Italian woman, was there, and she saw me run in, bawling my eyes out, and she just hugged me. I really needed that. Obviously, I couldn't work like that. So I was like, I'm going to go home, and she was like, go home. So I did. Side note, I had ridden my bike two miles to get there, and by no means was I in a condition to ride home. So I made it like a block pushing my bike a block. And then I called my roommate, still bawling, and I asked him to come pick me up. And in his half-asleep state, he drove to come pick me up. And then we spent the rest of the day just hanging out. And he was really there to help me keep my mind off of having just lost my best friend. Side note, that amazing roommate would become my husband. Thank you, David. Okay, so that was a lot to cope with. But I think what made it worse is that the night before, she called me at like 10 p.m., which truthfully was not out of the norm. She couldn't sleep, and she called me at random hours all the time. But I was hanging out with a friend, and I didn't answer. I held that guilt around not answering that call for a really long time. But perhaps it was just really special because now I have this voice message that's going to last a lifetime. Although on this voice message, there was a sense that she knew it was the last time. Normally she would start a voicemail like really jovially and be like, Chelisti, so excited. But in this message, she was a bit more melancholy. And when I re-listened to it, it just sounded off. I know she's still with me and there are small signs that I get on occasion and I feel super lucky when I dream about her. But nine years later, some days it doesn't get easier. Just this past week, I was feeling all the feels. This weekend, I was kind of mellow and upset that my launch for this round of the mastermind didn't go well. Side note, I think it's important to talk about when things don't go well in business. We always share our successes, our quote, 10K months, quote. But what about the shit that doesn't go right? What about how terrible that makes us feel? How we feel unheard because we were showing up often in a way that felt super genuine, but, but we weren't able to make the impact we wanted. Let's not sugarcoat this. It fucking sucks. But I think it's also really important to remember that even if someone doesn't buy your program or your ebook or choose to work with you this round, it doesn't mean that you're not heard. It doesn't mean that you're not impacting. It just means that it's not the right time or perhaps it's not the right product. And truthfully, that's okay. We'll talk about this more in just a second. So after my weekend of feeling the feels about the unsuccessful mastermind launch, on Monday, when I thought I was going to be back and ready to work, there was this sense of blech 
that came over me and I couldn't express what it was, but I was just feeling super off. I accredited it to the launch going poorly, but then I did some personal Facebook stalking. Side note, isn't that the best? Stalking your own Facebook page so you can figure out when things happened like a decade ago. 14 year old me took way too many photos and posted all of that shit on Facebook. Homegirl was cray cray. But you bet I've hid all of those albums since. Okay, back on track. So I did a little personal stalking and remembered, not remembered, saw, thank you, 21-year-old Chell, saw that my nonna passed away on May 25th, 2013. So it makes sense that on the 23rd and the 24th of May this year, I was just in a mood. What's interesting though, is that over the last nine years, this has never happened before. Maybe I didn't give myself the space to feel into this, which is probably accurate, But also, maybe I just didn't have the wherewithal to recognize this and see it from a different point of view. I'll get into that more in just a bit as well. Let's talk about letting ourselves feel the feels. When it comes to personal stuff, it's okay to let yourself cry a decade later. It's okay to be sentimental or rewatch videos if you haven't listened to them or voice messages if you have them and reconnect with someone or something that you've lost. I think in the typical work environment, it can be challenging to ask for a day off to grieve a decade later, but scheduling in a mental health day can be really beneficial so that you're not in work mode when you're trying to work through these feelings. Or if you have ample sick days, take a sick day on a day in which you really need to feel the feels. I think in the past, I probably would have just worked through it, cooking in people's homes, going from client to client, and just keeping myself busy with work. But I'm in this place in my business where I can create a little bit more flexibility for myself and not have to work when I'm feeling this way. Similarly, if you're a solopreneur or an entrepreneur, you can take control of your schedule. If there's a day where you're feeling off or a day where you need to work through some of those feelings or you just need to let yourself cry, you can give yourself space to do that. If you need the permission to do that, I am giving you permission to do that. It's okay. The laundry list of shit that you have to do to keep your business running will be there tomorrow. It'll be there when you're in a better headspace to work through that and put your all into it. But when you need to feel the feels, allow yourself the space to do that. I think it's also important to note that allowing yourself to feel the feels is not just for grieving and personal loss. It can also be really beneficial when you put a ton of time, work, and effort into something for your business and it doesn't pan out the way you thought it would. For example, a launch that didn't garner as many signups as you thought it would, or a launch that didn't garner any signups, or putting a product out there and it just fucking flops. Give yourself the space or even a day off to grieve this. I mean, it's work that you've put out there, right? The time you've spent without reward, without impact, and that can feel like you're taking a blow. What I've learned to do when I'm feeling this is that the day after a launch, especially if it doesn't go like how I thought it would, just take the day off. Go to a cafe without my laptop, just read a book and enjoy a coffee, or go on a long walk and not allow myself to listen to anything business related. Or, because I'm a manifester, side note, come on, you know I had to bring human design into this at some point. I speak out my frustrations into the universe, ask for clarification, and gain some semblance in knowing that I've had an impact, even if it didn't manifest itself in a way that I initially thought it would. So when it comes to business and things not panning out in a way that you wish they would have, take a fucking day off. You don't have to hit the ground running immediately. Give yourself some grace, 
give yourself some space, (laughs) that rhymed, and allow yourself to feel into what is next. So some human design pro tips here for manifestors. If it doesn't work out, wait for a creative wave to inform and initiate. You might just not have the timing right. For manifesting generators and generators, wait for something to respond to. If you have this thought in your mind and you're flowing on that, friggin' awesome. But it may not come into fruition if it's not something that people out in the universe actually need. So be patient. For projectors, wait for an invitation or ask to be invited into something. If it feels like you're pushing it, it's probably because you are pushing it. So wait to be invited and things will feel aligned. And reflectors, give yourself space. This episode is probably really important for you too. Giving yourself space alone is really important and having the patience to wait an entire lunar cycle. So anywhere between like 28 and 30 days. If you have to, maybe time it out with your period. Hey ladies. Uh, No, but seriously, like having that patience and waiting can be really important. So those are just some pro tips. So from a human design slash business side of things, that's what I do. But what about those feelings that came up for me this week, nine years later, after my nonna passed away? First, let's look at why those feelings came up. My nonna passed away right before my 21st birthday, and this year I'm turning 30. In the human design space, I am a 6'2 line, which means the role model hermit. There's a lot that goes into this, but on the very base level, my journey on this earth is split into three different parts. 0 to 30, 30 to 50, 50 and beyond. So 0 to 30 is all about discovery, trial and error, uh, a time when connections can be made and broken, but all of that inconsistency and chaos changes during the Saturn return, or rather my Saturn return, which happens between the ages of 28 and 30-ish. So I'm in that now. And I attribute feeling all the feels on this ninth anniversary as being more in tune with who I am and also shifting my journey from discovery to quote, being on the roof, quote, another human design term, which basically means that I've made mistakes And now I can see from above and kind of observe things through a different lens. And I'm feeling that real hard this year in business changes, in finding true alignment with what I'm here to do and and how I'm here to impact and connect with others. And it's kind of crazy too, to gain this sense of like, quote unquote, gaining wisdom, but also figuring out how to translate it into what I need to know and how the fuck to feel when you're feeling all the things. I've never really been an emotional person, also validated by human design. So it's really interesting when I just start crying in the middle of doing random household tasks, which leads me into what did feeling all the feels look like for me after an unsuccessful mastermind launch and shedding new light on my nonna's passing? Well, it was a lot of really long walks with my dog while listening to other dietitians' podcasts and of course, a couple of murder podcasts where my true crime junkies at? Taking some time to sit in silence, like no music, just listening to the birds chirping, the rain falling, or whatever other city sounds there were around me. Crying while doing chores around the house? Why, yes. Yes, I did cry while cleaning the bathroom and while prepping veggies for dinner and while watching Tyler Henry the Medium on Netflix while folding laundry. And probably my favorite of all, making espresso in the mocha pot on the stove setting up the espresso cups my nonna and I would use on Saturday mornings, whipping out that bag of abrachi cookies and pouring the coffee for both of us. And then also crying through that. 
Is there one way to work through challenging times, business-related or personal? No. But it is but is it important to make time to work through those challenging times? Fuck yes. What are your thoughts on this? Do you give yourself time to wallow and feel the feels? Or do you just keep going because that's what you feel like you're supposed to do? I too have been in that just work through it mindset for at least the past five years and probably before that too. Just working through it and not even giving myself the time to recognize the burnout. But now finally, since I've had the opportunity to slow down a bit and truly give myself the space to reflect, it's such a different feeling of freedom. Okay, so really, I would love your thoughts. Where are you at in your acceptance and giving your space journey? Is there anything you'd like to talk through? I'm here for it all, all of the hard conversations. Shoot me a message on IG at the Dietitian Collaborative and let's chat about the good, about the challenging, and whatever else comes up. Thanks for sticking around through kind of a different solo episode this week. I'm just grateful to have an outlet to share and that people out there, you, tune in and listen to my brain dumps and word vomits. Huh, perhaps that was poor word choice, but you get me. Thank you. And reach out if you want to chat or if you had feelings about this episode or literally whatever. I'm here for it. Ciao.